1: Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukka Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling.
0: The word of the Lord from Second Samuel chapter 9, beginning at verse 1, reads as follows. Now, David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. And so when uh, they had called him to David, uh, the king said to him, Are you Ziba? And he said, at your service. Then the king said, is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Ziba said uh, to the king, there is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. And so the king said to him, where is he? And Ziba said to the king, indeed, uh, he is in the house of Mekir, the son of Amiel in Lodabar. The king said, Then King David sent and brought him out of the house of Mercur, the son of Amiel, from Lodabar. And now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face, prostrated himself. And then David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, here is your servant. David said to him, do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake. And will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. Then he bowed himself and he said, what is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? And the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given to your master's son all that belonged to Saul and to all his house. You, therefore, and your sons and your servants shall work the land for him and you shall bring in the harvest that your master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son shall eat bread at my table always. Now, Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. And then Ziba said to the king, according to all that my Lord, the king has commanded his servant, so uh, will your servant do. And as Mephibosheth said, uh, the king, he shall uh, eat at the table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a son uh, whose name was Micah, and all who dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants of Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, and he ate continually at the king's table, and he was lame in both feet. Would you pray with me, Father? We bless you this morning and we thank you for your word. We pray even now, God, that your word would come forward to save someone who's lost, to reclaim someone who's drifting, to speak hope into someone's life who has lost hope. Father, to encourage the discouraged and to glorify yourself. It's my prayer, eternal God, that you give me clarity of thought and speech. God, guide my words that I might say what thus saith the Lord. Speak through me, God, that the very oracle of God might be heard in this place and through the airways, that the penetration of the Holy Spirit might go beyond the walls and beyond the barriers that have been set up to keep you away, that you might get to the heart of the man and that that man, that woman, that boy, that girl that's in need of you today might feel your presence and know that they are loved. Spirit of the living God, I need you because I can't do this on my own. And so use this vessel of clay as I surrender to you. Have thine own way now, Lord. And I will give your name the glory and the honor and the praise. For you alone are worthy of it all. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Kettering at the point of the text that we find ourselves in Second Samuel chapter 9, David has been waiting or had been waiting for nearly 15 years after being anointed king in order to finally ascend to the throne of being king some of you know the story that even after he was anointed king Saul was still in the position of king and Saul was jealous of David and so he chased David all over all over the place trying to kill him trying to shake him down and trying to catch up with them and God preserved David and all that running and all that hiding and all the things that David went through but now David had ascended to the point of the throne and the process of him running uh, away from King Saul David and Jonathan that's uh, Saul's son had forged a friendship and they loved one another and uh, in in a divine and holy way I need to throw that in there and they made a covenant with one another and it is after David has become king and and he's been in the kingship for a number of years now that he recalls a covenant that he made with Jonathan. And by the time of this occurrence, Jonathan had already been killed for Jonathan and Saul were killed on the same day uh, and there was uh, left this this son, David, perhaps not fully aware of, but um, David remembered that he had made a covenant with Jonathan that he would look out for his family and that their families would have this bond of taking care of one another. And so uh, that story, that portion, if you will, the covenant, uh, if you will, is, is also in, in Samuel, first Samuel. Uh, but as the time has moved on, uh, it it has moved to David's heart to fulfill what he said he was going to do. And that was uh, to be kind and show kindness to Jonathan's family. And so I want to talk to you on this morning from the idea, uh, showing and receiving the kindness of God. There's a penetrating word that David says here in verse number one, a question, if you will, that he asked of his servants and ultimately of Zeba, and that is, is there anyone left that I can show kindness to? That word just keeps churning in my spirit. And I just hear God, even through the through the text, asking that same question Is there anybody left that I can show kindness to? And as I unfolded this texts, one of the things that I discovered is that there was a few stories going on in the text. I can't preach all the stories, but there's two that are, uh, I believe, inseparable views and perspectives that are playing out in this text. One of those perspectives happens to be the showing of kindness and the other happens to be the receiving of kindness. And I just kind of feel like those two are unseparable in this text because they're married to one another. And not only in this text, but in our own lives, when there is the showing of the kindness of God, there's also the receiving of the kindness of God. And so as I open this up this morning, first... As we see in the text, we see that David has a desire to show the kindness of God. And he asks this question, is there anyone left of Saul's house that I may show kindness to? David has a desire in his heart. He has a, a stirring in his heart to show kindness to someone of the house of Saul, but watch this, but not just for random sake. His his stirring, his motivation for showing kindness or for having a desire to show kindness stems from a covenant relationship that he had with Jonathan. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. I'm going to get you there. Um, And... This covenant relationship that he had with Jonathan, though, uh, how do I say? Though delayed is not denied for I believe that it is God that stirs up the heart of David to remind David to have a desire, Lord help me God, to show kindness And fulfill the covenant relationship that he had entered into so many years ago. Lord, this is too much, God. Let me see. Um, When David has this desire provoked in him, no doubt going through his mind is, I've been through... Uh, running around the countryside. I've been through the wars. I've been through the attacks. I've, I've been victorious on every side. I'm sitting here and I'm blessed beyond measure and, 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 and it seems like there's something I forgot. I don't know if anybody ever been there. just does is feel like something I'm supposed to be doing that I haven't done as of yet. And I believe that it is that moment that God stirs up in the heart of David. You made a covenant. Uh, with Jonathan to to always take care of his family. And so David has now this desire to fulfill that covenant and to demonstrate uh, the kindness that he said in the covenant relationship that he would show to Jonathan's family. And so as I dug in this and wrestled with this, I realized that the only way that David or in the process of him Showing kindness to Saul's house, because he asked the question, is there anybody left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness? Now, watch this. The only way that he can demonstrate kindness to Saul's house is he's got to forgive what Saul did to him. I'm going to slow down because I'm talking about you. In order to get to the place where the desire moves to action is I've got to get over what Saul did to me. I've got to get past how he treated me wrong. I've got to get past how he wanted to take my life. I've got to get past how he threw that spear at me and tried to pin me to the wall. I've got to get past how he he chased me all over town and had no concern for my life. I've got to get past all of that in order for me to... Desire to show kindness to his family. Now Saul is dead. I'm talking to somebody. They they dead. But it doesn't it shouldn't stop the desire for you to show kindness to that family. Pastor, why would I show kindness to that family? Maybe because of a covenant of love that you entered into too. I'm gonna get you at the wow. This this desire to show kindness is only possible if David focuses on the covenant of love and forgets the wrong he suffered. All right, all right, all right. I gotta come. I gotta complain. Y'all, 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 y'all struggling with this. The only way you can get to this place to have a desire to show the kindness of of love and the kindness of God. The only way you can get to that place is that you've got to get to the place that you stop focusing on all the wrong that was done to you. You've got to focus on a, a love covenant. That you've entered into and that love covenant is a covenant with God who loved you so much that he died for you anyway. Can I help somebody? If, if, if God can forgive me for all of my sin and still day by day, morning by morning, show me new mercies. And show me his great kindness. Then I sure enough ought to be able to move to a place that I can stop focusing on the fact that they came to my house and their kids dropped Kool-Aid on my white sofa. I gotta get past the fact that they talked about me behind my back. I gotta get past the fact that they did me wrong, Pastor. You don't understand, they owe me money. It ain't but twenty dollars. I've got to stop focusing on all that they did wrong to me. I've got to focus on a covenant relationship that I've entered into with God because he loved me so, and he blessed me so, and if he can love me like that, I can show sure enough learn to show kindness to somebody else. Are y'all still here with me? So David has this desire to show kindness Someone of Saul's house and Ziba comes along and Ziba says, um, he says, hey, yeah, guess what? There is someone. David asks a question. Here comes Ziba. Uh, verse number three. King said, is there not still someone? But watch this. Watch what, watch what David does. He says, is there not still someone of the house of Saul whom I may show the kindness of God? The first time he just asks a general question. Is anybody I can show kindness to? But when he comes back, he says, is there anyone when he's speaking to Ziba specifically, he gets very, very targeted. He says to Ziba, is there anyone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? Uh, I like that. Now, now, let me let me help you with something, because the, the, the very words that he speaks comes right out of the covenant that he made. If I could flip you back to first Samuel uh, chapter 20, somewhere around verse 14, he, it says this. He says, And this is between Jonathan and and David. He says, and you shall not only show me kindness of the Lord while I shall live that I may not die, but you shall not cut off your kindness from my house forever. No, not when the Lord has cut off every one of the enemies of David from the face of the earth. And so Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David saying, let the Lord require it at the hand of David's enemies. See, it's like, help me. Um, he, He when you make a covenant, when you enter into a covenant, covenants are specific. I'm not just trying to show kindness. I'm trying to show the kindness of God. I like that because we kindness can come in a lot of ways. Watch this. It can come in a lot of ways that that have poor motivation y'all still here in other words I can be kind to you by holding the door for you but my motivation might not be to show you the kindness of God it might be because somebody's watching and I just didn't want to slam it in your face even though I really wanted to do that y'all feel y'all feel me I I can be kind to you just by looking and speaking at you and saying hi You you know how some church people do hi but, but there's no, that's not the kindness of God. There's a difference just between ki- your kindness, my kindness, and the kindness of God. So David is reminded and he stirred up to show the kindness of God to the household of Saul. And Ziba comes and he expresses the, that desire with clarity. And, and when, watch this, when you have a desire To show the kindness of God to somebody. God will provide the somebody. Y'all should have shouted right about there. Thank you, Jesus. All right, y'all making my job hard now. All right, so um, when the desire to show the kindness of God is in you, God will make sure that there's someone to show it to. Okay, let me break that down. The reason why you can't even relate to what I'm saying is because you never pray, Lord, let somebody come in my path that I can show them your love. So if I don't have that kind of prayer, it's probably not happening. But, but if, I, if I have that desire, Lord, send somebody my way that I can show the kindness of God to. Trust me, God will put someone in your path to show the kindness of God too. It's the Christmas holiday time and the spirit is moving on folks. I just want to be nice to somebody. I want to show somebody kindness. And you got all this extra money and you ain't got no little kids to buy for. So you say, Lord, can you just, I just want somebody, I don't even know who to get this to. I don't know. I got all this money just laying around the house. I just, I want to spend it on somebody. This doesn't happen any other time of year. It happens in December. So you want to show the kindness to somebody, but listen, if you really, if you really want to show the kindness of God, God will open up that door. And he will point you in that direction. And he will connect you to the source that you can show his kindness to. Watch this. So after he lays all that out, Zeba says um, to him, he says. Uh, King, there is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So, uh, King, David, there, there is someone who is, who is still left of the house of Saul. And his name is Mephibosheth. He hasn't given his name yet, but that's his name, Mephibosheth. And, and it's the son of Jonathan, and he's lame in both his feet. And, and that's going to be significant in just a moment. So we see the desire to show kindness. David comes back and says, oh, great. Where is he? And so Ziba come, he says, well, he's, he's in the house of Makir, but he's in Lodabar. So let me talk about that for just a moment, because what, what Ziba just said is that he's in a place of despair. So, so the second movement, and I, I think this is important for us to look at, is the, the despair of living in Lodabar. David says, verse four, he says, um, so King said, where is he? And he tells him he's, he's in the house of Mercur, the son of Amiel, um, which is probably a relative of, of David's wife. And he says he's there. In Lodabar, and for you and me, that doesn't mean anything until we understand what Lodabar means and where Lodabar is. L- Lodabar is. Let me let me just break the word up. Dabar f- means word or pasture or thing. Low is a negative prefix, so when you put the negative prefix on the word, you put low on the which is the name of the place where Mephibosheth is. It means he's in a place where there's no word, there's no pasture, there's nothing. He, he's in a place that uh, literally he's in the ghetto where there's no hope. He's in a place of despair. He's in a place where there's nothing there. There's no word from God. There's no preaching on Sunday. There's no tuning in to Bible studies on Wednesday. There's no communication from God. There's no food to eat. There's no pastures to to, to harvest from there's There's nothing there. That's where he is and he's in this place and he has no hope of a better day. He's been there for a while, David, and he's He's there and he has an ailment. He has, he's crippled in both his feet. And watch this. I, I wonder why that was important for him to tell David in the first place. But as I begin to un, open up this text, it helped me to understand that when you're in this place called Lodabar, it's oftentimes a place that has crippled you and it's not your fault. That you're there, help me, God. Mephibosheth is crippled in both his feet because when uh, his his nursemaid was trying to grab him up and run off with him to keep him from being killed, she stumbled and fell, and she dropped him and fell on him and crippled both his feet. Help me, Jesus. It's not his fault. Lord, help me, that he's in this condition. It's it's not your fault that you're in bar, but you're still in this place where you can't fend for yourself. And you're in this place hiding out. You're in this place hiding out trying to protect your life and save
1: your life, but you're there through no fault of your own. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. To hear this message again on the web, please visit our website, at KetteringMinistries.org We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway Upper Marlboro, Maryland or virtually via our website Facebook and YouTube For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Buchus Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.